And it's the final episode of the month, so thank you so much to all of our high-level patrons. That would be Chastity, also known as Cheyenne, Cece, Angie, Winchy, and Julie Kay, my sound lover. All I can say is from absolutely every lady of the night, thank you so much for keeping this podcast free and fan-supported. We appreciate you more than we can say. Thank you to all my patrons, and if anybody is interested in becoming a patron or interested in sponsoring a piece for the rest of the girls on the podcast, feel free to send me or Allie a DM anytime. Thank you very much, and hope you enjoy the show. And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number je ne sais quoi. How y'all doing? Uh, I am your host and the author of the piece that you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. Don't get too excited about the podcast length. I go crazy about the questions this week, I guess. Thank you for everybody who's been sending them in and all the rest. I really do appreciate it. What's my life like lately? I've got really not much to talk about or complain about. Besides, I'm just going to say twice now I feel or I felt like I was doing really great. And then I walked out the front door and it just kind of didn't work out for me. And unlike all the other times where that happened in fairly recent history, uh, I just I just got right back on the horse. Here's an episode for you guys. The patrons are hopefully going to be treated pretty great. Uh, The cat's been... Well, I mean, the cat always gets treated well because the cat's my boss. But, like, you get the idea that the the jack I wanted to be more or less showed up this week, even after the points that I was the jack I don't want to be. That's pretty much the hardest thing in the world for me, and it's a huge win. Besides that, I have largely been having a lot of fun in the kitchen. I've made the joke before that a great dom, especially if he's a man, is actually a master of the kitchen instead of the bedroom. Now I'm not starting to joke about that so much because I kind of feel like I am starting to masturbate more just because I appreciate the food I'm starting to cook for myself. Can you imagine how much more work you guys would get if I also just, like, masturbated when I cleaned the kitchen? All right, guys. We have a fun little piece today. This is going to be the first one of 2021. That is Daddy's. All the other pieces so far have been because of you. And I'm a little embarrassed to say this because, of course, I like keeping that magic. But this one is mine. I took some ideas about whispers. I took some idea about breast play. Yeah, sure. But this concept was 100% mine to begin with, and I added a little bit of sauce for you guys uh, from your fantasies. So keep them coming on in because you never know what they're going to influence. Do you like nipple play? Do you like whispers? Do you like sitting on a man's lap while he watches a movie? Well, those are all details that were enhanced by you guys sending in requests to me. So I hope that that entices you and you enjoy this totally original, I mean, they all are, but this one from my mind, I call it the classic. So fucking hot. Mm-mm. I am concentrating on the movie. I'm the one who's seen it before. Mm. You're the one who has to pay attention. Oh, there you are. Mm. 
feeling of your tits, just rolling them around, picking them up in my hands and letting them drop a little. I love it when you sit next to me, sit on me, snuggy me, and let me play with them without a bra on. It's so much fun. It's so hot. And it's so fucking easy to do. Moving my hands up and down over your shirt. Mm, yes. Feeling how wonderful you are, your body, the heft, the form of it. Get on my lap, baby. Come on, get on my lap. I want you to sit on my lap. I want you to put yourself against me. Come on, baby. Sit on my lap. Sit on my lap. There you go. Good fucking go. Right there. Right there. Yes, good girl. You're gonna be able to concentrate. Don't you worry about that. Daddy's gonna make sure that you have a great time. After all, this is some of Daddy's favorite things. just want you so bad, sweet little baby. I do, I do, I do. <sighs> Feeling your breaths. And squeezing them from the side. How hard your nipples are getting without me even touching them. Daddy loves that. Daddy loves how that body feels. He knows you're so shy about this. So shy about this part of your body. And yet here it comes just a little bit more. Oh, yes, just a little bit more. There it is. Oh, God fucking damn, I love your tits. I love crushing them between my thumbs and fingers. Don't you squelch? I just need to keep molesting you. <laughs> you feel so good. You're making daddy so hard. You love making daddy so hard. Love knowing that it's all for you. Just one little part of you. Tweaking your fucking nipples through the fabric. Tweaking them. Holding it. Holding it. Letting go. God fucking damn the reaction. The gasp. The way that your ass cheeks tighten on top of me. It's so fucking hot. You make me feel so fucking hot. God damn right I am. You're goddamn right, your daddy's so fucking hot. You're goddamn right, your daddy's so fucking hot. I wanna kiss up and down your goddamn neck, but I refuse to let you have that pleasure as I pinch your fucking swollen nipples. Do they hurt? Do they hurt? Do they hurt? Oh god fucking damn it. Yes, it feels so fucking good. Moving my left hand up to your fucking mouth there. Take the index finger. Come on, suck it and suck it and suck it and suck it and suck it on. I can tell I'm already too fucking hard uh, to get head from you tonight. Can you tell too? Can you tell too, baby girl? Can you tell daddy's too fucking hard for that? Can you tell, baby girl? Can you tell, baby girl? Can you tell as he pushes you against him? Oh, God. Yes, suck that finger. Suck that finger just like you would daddy's cock. You're such a good girl. You're such a good girl. Yes. Yes. I fucking loved. I fucking loved. 
feel so good. Oh, you feel so fucking good, good girl. Good girl. You enjoying the movie? I enjoying the movie. Keep sucking that finger. Nobody told you to nod up and down, you naughty little slut. Come on. Come on. <laughs> How you gonna feel so fucking dirty on top of a lab watching an old movie, huh? How you gonna feel so dirty and hot doing nothing at all? You didn't expect to feel like this at all, did you? Did you? Did you? You didn't expect to feel like this at all, so fucking turned on. My teeth right next to your ear. My hands inside you. All over you playing. Taste my skin. It better taste as fucking good to you as my cock and that finger. I want you. I want you. I want you so fucking good. You want more than anything. You just 
Come on, ride those fucking hips. What are you doing? I want you to fuck me like you're a teenager again. Come on. Come on. I want you to ride those hips against me. You think I did all of this fucking work to get this fucking hot? You think I did all this fucking work to get this fucking hot just so you could fucking dissuade me? Just so you could turn me away? Just so you can turn yourself off? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't fucking think so. Come on. Feel me. How hard I am. How secure. You're gonna ride me like you're a fucking rock and not just because I'm rock hard. We're in one little place you need it. I'm hard. Oh, the fuck. Come on. My hands on your hips pushing you down, making you ride. Come on, ride against me, ride against me, ride against me. I want you against this hard cook. I want you against this hard cook. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, my hands on your head, squeezing you, pushing you down. Yes, 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 Side of your head and neck. 
am I going to finish the movie? Well, of course I really want to watch it with you. It's a classic with me. I love it. <laughs> Why did I have to play with you then? The same reason I always have to play with you, baby girl. You're so fucking hot. I can't resist you. Daddy needs as much of you as he can possibly get. Besides, he thought it'd be really fun to expose you to a movie like this and make you come while revving himself up. <laughs> After all, it's been a long time since I've put on a classic and then gotten a woman off from just the friction in my pants. Like I said, complicated relationship like you might have with that. You are the naughtiest little slut of your life for your little daddy, aren't you? Yes, you are. And as I stroke the back of your neck and up and down either side of your spine, so I move my hands in your skin and tickle the back of your elbows, just know daddy adores you. He wants you, and he enjoys you, and he wants to fuck you so good goddamn bad all the time. Mm. And making it wait just a little bit. Making it ache just a little bit. Feeling you vibrate and twitch as you push the front of your pussy against the side of my cock. How badly it was, how much you enjoy me and my voice. It makes your daddy feel so strong. It makes your daddy feel so sexy. You do that just the same way that he makes you feel so beautiful, baby girl. So wonderful. <clears throat> You're a very, 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 very good baby. Excited uh, to keep exploring things that he knows he enjoys with you. He can't wait to keep exposing you to things that he thinks you're really going to enjoy. I say, Oh, don't you know that Rochambeau? I will answer your questions if you send me some more. Hey, Jack. That I have a silly hypothetical for you. Okay. So you suddenly have a narrator. <laughs> narrating every part of your life. Too late. Uh, think like Stranger Than Fiction style. Okay, okay. I brought Who you flowers. would you want to be your narrator? <laughs> so... so I think we all need more reasons to smile. Okay, okay, all right. That was the oh, that was the whole question. So people go with the standards. You're Morgan Freeman, the guy who used to do the, the, the movie voices. In a world where a man walks through the front door looking for his bottles of beer. What the hell, man? There's a hole right where my label is. One cashier. Hey, man, I can check the back. Well, check the back. Really? Yes, really. You know, like, that. that's kind of cool, right? Like, that could turn everything into... You know, a little bit easier for me to deal with, if that's the case. I could see myself doing that. Don't you? Um, those are pretty good narrators. Uh...
You don't you don't want somebody with a Morgan Freeman voice or like I forget the name of the Planet Earth guy. You don't want somebody with a voice that relaxing. Uh, now here here's the true story. I'm a fantastic. Uh, that's a in front of the word fantastic, spelled with a ph, and I don't particularly like that term at all. But that's the term that's being used, and I actually don't hear a voice inside my head before I talk or sing. A lot of you apparently have a voice inside your head, uh, and I just don't. I have to really kind of focus on what I want the phonetics to be. And that can look a little bit effortless after doing it for a lifetime, but I've only recently discovered in the last few years that you guys have mental images, and you guys like have maps, and you guys have like tones uh, up in your head uh, that you can call out. I don't have any of that. Everything that I memorize, everything that I know, everything that I've said on this podcast that you've heard me riff uh, was just something that I understood or or had some working knowledge of. There's no prompts or anything upstairs. I think it's so interesting. I would just about die to have you experience my brain for one day and how it works in relations to like names and nouns and colors and all the lack of of sensation that I have when when my mind experiences those things like a narrator in my head would have me do uh, compared to you. Because uh, I'm just saying all that because no matter what, there there might be a narrator in my head. I can't hear him. (laughs) What is a movie? Or maybe an online video or even a meme that makes you laugh every time you see it. There is a if, there is a gif of a dog. It is less than eight seconds long. It's a bulldog. I don't know what kind of bulldog. I just I'm gonna call him generic American bulldog looking. Not a huge guy, somewhere around forty pounds, pretty solid, maybe sixty. So maybe he's on the smaller side. And I do think it's a guy. Um uh, not for any reason whatsoever. And the dog is just biting its ball, big rubber ball in its jaws, its jowls, I guess I should say. And totally unexpectedly, the ball pops out of the dog's mouth up into the air. Not down on the ground. It shoots up into the air. And the dog's eyes immediately go, what the fuck? But it's a dog, so the only thing the dog's concerned with is catching it. And they do. And I've watched that GIF on repeat for 15, maybe 30 minutes or longer, drunk and laughing. You had a heads-up display that showed three stats about any person you looked at. Uh What three stats would you want to show and why? Okay. Uh, Amount of money that they're carrying on them, best time to rob them, name to say in their ear so that they think I'm somebody else when I rob them from behind. Thank you so much. Uh, chastity. I very much, or I think we call you something else now, but I'm not sure. But I won't say that on the on the on the podcast. So there we go. Okay, next question we have from eighty. Hope you're having a great week. Thank you. Hey Jack. Hello. I have a question. Okay. When you're doing dialogue, ha! like you did in the last podcast, order up. Are you See? ready? See? Not the last podcast. You girls have to send in more questions because we're getting like in a temporal state where I keep getting further in the future. This is going to get weird. Eventually, your questions are going to be like, Jack, in the last podcast, you were thinking about settling down. I'm like, I've been married for two years. <laughs> I'm off the market. By the way, I'm gay in this timeline. Now, the other person's lines as well as your lines, or do you just 
think of it when you're recording. Ha 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 ha! Oh, oh, Adie, I love you. I wish, I wish I could just be like, oh, sure, sure, sure. You're having this this conversation on your end. Okay, sure. No, I I, I write it out like screenplay dialogue. Um, I've talked about this before. The most rigid. Uh, form of of uh, writing I've ever come across is screenwriting for movies and TV shows. It is just really, I mean, it makes iambic pentameter look like just freeform. Really, I mean that sincerely. It's just it makes sonnets and all the rest look like nothing. There's so much technical stuff that goes into a pilot or a screenplay for a movie, and. What I excel at, the thing that kept getting me to the finish line that I can do that almost nobody else can fucking do as a writer, is that I can have two people in a room talking, and it's interesting. That's actually very difficult for a lot of people to do. One of my favorite, like, snooty things that you'll hear in in writer circles is, like, everybody starts off with hitmen, vampires, aliens, you know, something like that. And there's, there's no reason to have that snooty attitude, but they are stories that invite themselves to the next sentence and next chapter a little bit more easily. Uh, it's a little bit harder to make somebody care about a business merger or delinquent rent, especially when there's only two people talking, uh, than it is about a vampire breaking in. <sighs> I'm going to attack you now. I'm the vampire. <sighs> Can you barely get away? Let's find out in chapter eight. Uh, <laughs> so I actually excel, um, at that, and I've always thought so. Whatever doubts I've had about my own writing or ability. And I frequently, even though I just talked myself up and my writing ability up, I frequently just take little snippets from you gals that you'll put in anon asks or whatever, and that's what I'll be responding to. Like, don't get me wrong, I write it out too. I flesh out a character, you know, and that sort of thing. But it is fun to respond to an actual human being. I've talked about this recently, I think. been doing a lot of fan requests and what have you. And so, you know, lifting an actual, like, woman, as it were, from the anon section, because it's just text, and then, like, giving that personality to the person that I'm writing the script about, that actually really helps with dialogue a lot. So if you felt uh, order up a little bit more relaxed or free flow than usual, it's because I really quite enjoyed the, the fantasies that came in. And I plugged those characteristics, those personality types in. Uh, and then one particular Anon person basically, like, gave me not quite like a roadmap or anything. Don't get too specific because daddy's got to be creative too. But gave a very, I would feel like this and then I would feel like that. And then I would feel this and then you do that. And that was great. Telling me what you wanted to feel or what you wanted to sensate or experience instead of just like, first you touch my knee and then you touch my, right? Give, give me the, giving me that emotional uh, grist for my process it, it really did work out a lot. Thank you so much, Eddie. We've got one last series of questions from Ali. Oh, it's a long Hi, series Jack. of questions. I have a question from Red Panda. Okay. Where would you want to go on vacation right now if coronavirus wasn't a concern? I have so many places I want to go on vacation right now. I am starting to fall in love with the Inca. Uh, and apparently they've changed the name of the Inca to... Inca, but spelled with a K instead of a C. Uh, okay. 
That's besides that. I have many other things to report, but I've talked about like Pompeii and how cool Pompeii is. Basically, in the last few years, an even cooler like Pompeii, like a Chichen Itza, has been discovered in her lifetime by using advanced like radiation. I'm not going to pretend to understand all this, but but planes flying over with with more advanced detection than we've been using than heat mapping and and other uh, ship for the last twenty years, essentially flywise, and we're finding that the Inca were really like the Romans and that it's been all covered over by brush and what have you. But, like, the the comparison between the Inca and Romans is really starting to flesh out to be with the canals and compared to the aqueducts and the cities and, 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 the, and, the, and the, uh, the tax structure. So seeing some of that would be really cool, especially since it's brand new. It's just being discovered. It's, it's relearning history and culture. Um... Gosh, besides that, uh, that new park, America's got a new national park. America invented the national park system, and then we decided to pollute the fucking world anyway, and totally disregard it and underfund it. Oh, well, it's the thought that does not count. Uh, But I do actually really admire our national park system, uh, and a lot of people do from other countries. They just can't believe the amount of microclimates uh, and beauty in America, and I'm the same. So there's a new one, and it looks rather nice, and there's a big old bridge. Bridges are nice. And then, you know, maybe I have a nice day, and at the... Oh, wait, I was going to say something intrusive. You know what it is. And some questions from Alina. I saw on the blog that you were once a personal trainer. Mm. How long did you do that, and how did you get into it? I took classes uh, and got certified like a boring, boring, boring man. And then I had an ex who's just all like, yeah, 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 I'm going to hire a personal trainer. And then she hired somebody who just made her run up and down a hill and clearly had no fucking anything. So that was that was a conversation between the two of us. Uh, I actually studied it quite a bit. And on a live show, not on a live show, on a patron show fairly recently, uh, I talked about various... Uh, like chambers and metabolic pra- practices that it uh, involved me with. I still do the uh, the intermittent fasting stuff that I learned back then. Um, to this day, to some degree, I still apply a lot of the nutritional stuff. And, you know, I just try and remind myself, like, when I'm feeling down and I really want to eat something nasty, I got to make it as nasty as possible to fulfill that craving because then I got to go back to good shit tomorrow. <laughs> Have you ever done NaNoWriMo, which is national? Yes, I've done National Writers Month. I don't know. What do you say? NaNo, National November Writers Month. That's what it is. Yes, I have actually successfully completed NaNoWriMo twice. I'm saying NaNoWriMo before Ali pronounces it because people say NaNoWriMo and it drives me nuts. It's NaNoWriMo. What are you talking about? Uh, and uh, if you're if you're wondering what that book's about, or if you can read it, the answer is fuck no. Novel writing month. What's the fanciest thing you have attempted to cook, and or the biggest kitchen disaster you've ever had? <sighs> the biggest kitchen disaster I ever had was making gumbo with imitation crab. I don't really think I need to talk anymore about that. It was a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, the smell will always haunt me, though. What else do we got? Uh, the fanciest thing. I gotta say, I'm a little bit bummed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and be sad about. It. I really prepared myself for a Christmas. Like I really researched. I spent hours and hours researching this thing, and I still haven't been able to make it. Uh, but I have a recipe. 
it's an original recipe. It's my first original recipe called Purple Duck. And uh, one day I hope to make it and share it with you all. Uh-oh. Allie, where'd you go? Do you There's have you. a special memory of a sunrise or a sunset? <sighs> not really. I know that's very movie-based, but, like, not really. I do remember once in high school standing outside of a giant dam um, that had... This is going to be very confusing because the dam is part of a natural dam that's built in with concrete and reinforced. But the dam had basically cement jumpers. Like you would jump off a bike to do a stunt, like a flip or something, embedded down a natural mountain. And I remember in high school, right before graduating, spending time with somebody, just rolling quarters down the mountain and trying to get them to jump off these little these little flips, these little dam uh, barricades as high as we could. We actually got a couple, like, really high in the air. And that happened pretty close to the pre-dawn. Uh, but no. No, if I ever stayed up a whole night talking to somebody and we caught the dawn, the dawn is not the good part of that memory. And some questions from Anonymous. If billionaire playboy superheroes Bruce Wayne Uh-oh. and Tony Stark both existed in the same universe, uh-huh. who do you think would win in a fight? Uh, well, I mean, if you go by the MCU, I've talked about this before. Somewhere around Captain America, Tony Stark becomes a cosmic entity, and he he he's capable of like whistling and then having the electrical output of multiple Dyson spheres. So, Tony Stark. Because he can, like, eviscerate you with a laser cannon. And, like, Bruce Wayne's cool and all that. But, you know, I don't know if you know this. He originally went around Gotham with, like, in a mask and a gun and shit. He's kind of a dork. If you had to go back in time to spend a year immersed in a warrior culture. No! And your three options were in a Roman legion. No! A Viking ship. No! Or as part of Genghis Khan's Golden Horde. Which would you choose and why? All right. Well, since you forced me, and, finally. and since you forced me into those three, the answer is a Viking ship. Let me give you just a little bit of information about Genghis Khan, a little bit about the Roman legions, and I mean, I don't know exactly where the Roman legions were going to be. Are we going to be before the Gaius uh, reforms or after them? Huh? You said warrior culture, so I'm going to assume after. I mean, it's not that it wasn't a warrior culture before, but when we think of Imperium of Rome, it's definitely after Gaius, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Okay, so let's just say that I have to spend a year as a Roman going back, and I have to, like, huff that shield. Here's the thing. I'm a tall white guy who doesn't have any ancestry, and the military from Rome didn't hand out fucking equipment. That comes from your family. So I'm not going to be the guys with the cool red shields or the metal skirts or anything like that. I'm going to be a guy, at best who's, like, picking up stones and moving them to, to artillery or, like, moving arrows around. Uh, the Romans didn't really use a lot of arrows. Um, they had they had these javelins that they probably threw underhanded, but maybe they threw them like we throw javelins uh, today, but they probably tossed them up. Whoops, hit my hand a little bit. They probably tossed them up uh, underhanded. And I would be, like, a guy who would carry, like, dozens of those to the professionals because the Roman army... Uh, before the reforms or after is still, if you, when you see the troops 
you know, in the movies and shit, those high-end troops, that's a family affair. That's, that's, that's a family's, like, dynasty and, like, that's their tax income. It's a whole thing. So that would suck. Golden Horde. Let's just assume that I'm one of the early Mongols. Uh, and, like, everything works out great for me. And, like, like this is the best case scenario. And Genghis Khan is still like, hey, man, uh, you're a pretty cool warrior. Here's what I want you to do. The best case scenario I have, if I'm a fucking Mongol, is going to a fucking city, telling them to lay down their arms, shooting a shit ton of fucking arrows over them, and then having Genghis Khan marry off one of his fucking daughters. After I do all that hard work and writing and shit for a year, a year, Genghis Khan will marry off one of his fucking daughters to the biggest, like, mayor or governor or whoever that he can find anyway, just to consolidate his political power. That is a horrible life. Okay. So then the Viking ship. Is that good? Do you like the Viking ship? You want to sleep on a Viking ship next to a bunch of other fucking Vikings and go Viking? No. But here's why I've chosen it of the three. Because you've forced me, an immaculate nerd, to be a warrior. The thing about Viking culture, especially the Viking portion, the Vik-ing, ings are persons. You didn't know that, did you? In the ancient language. I-N-G is a person, and a Vik is a person of... Kind of like an ice flow or an area. It's it's like the Viklands. You've heard Viklander, or you've heard of Alicia Vikander. Well, that's where the Vik comes from, a Viking as well. It's an area. It's like Dutch. It's like a Dutch person is what a Viking actually translates as. And this is very important because, of course, this is very different than the concept we have of Roman or Mongol. Why do we have this concept of Viking, Viking, in the boat coming over robbing our monastery and not, like, using their incredible powers and might to take everything over? Well, it's because it was a summer job. What you think of as the Viking Age was not people going full-time back and forth and, like, raiding nonstop. Trust me, it's great when they raided and they hit something, but by and large, you raided, you went back, you farmed, you set up a farm, you set up your family... It was a young man's game, and you didn't do it full-time. So if I were to be a Viking raider, I would know that I would basically be jumping in for like an eight, maybe a 20-week tour. I'd mostly have to sit back. Uh, if I was in any way capable of finding decent fucking iron or shit, I would be king, because I don't know if you know this, but the fucking iron that the fucking Vikings was using was fucking nonsense. Uh, lots of historical craziness. Okay, you probably didn't expect all that. So the answer is Viking. Uh, and then also they had drugs on their ships. So I guess that might be a perk. What is one style of food you have always wanted to try, but haven't gotten a chance to? Oof. One, one style of food I've always wanted to try. Uh, I've never had really good savachi. Is that, is that you probably know how you say it? Meat cooked i mean i've had it but i've never had the stuff that people go crazy about uh there's a lot of there's a lot of rich people fishies i've never had because i grew up in the desert poor uh so there's a lot of like i've had chilean sea bass now i'm like oh there's better um yeah i think that's probably pretty good if you were given a one-minute ad slot during the Super Bowl <gasps> that you couldn't sell, uh -oh. what would you fill it with? I like that you understand where I'm at, that you know that I would try and sell it off. <clears throat> do you like the sound of my voice? If you do, and you think you might enjoy listening to a little bit more from me, 
Why not listen to the Nightly Pleasures podcast? You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. It's 100% free. It's very, very enthralling. And again, if you do enjoy this timber, you are going to have a wonderful time. That's the Nightly Pleasures podcast. You can find it on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope that you hear me there soon. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? <laughs> uh, am I getting the total and absolute truth to this question, and who is it coming from? What is the best and worst purchases you've ever made? I mean, the worst purchases I've ever made was anything that I got on impulse. Like, if I bought, like, a headphone or something because I, I was in a store and there was a box of headphones, those headphones fucking suck compared to if I actually, like, took my time. This is one of the reasons I don't window shop and it creates all kind of decision fatigue with me. Uh, the worst purchases you make are impulse purchases or purchases that you've told yourself, I need to have this item, and then you just got to go through with anything. The best purchases I've made. I'm really a fan. I've been using them for years now, just horribly abusing them, of Cuisinart and Altrex cookware. I use both, and I abuse both all the time, and they're both just fantastic and clean up and shine up so nice. I just love them. Um, gosh, what is something that I just love the quality? I used to love Izod clothing a long time ago when I could buy it. I would buy it for like 60% off. And it was so fine compared to the other clothing that I owned. But that probably has gone downhill horribly, if it's even still around as a brand. What, they linked up with Walmart or some shit? Or not Walmart, um, Kmart? <sighs> Listen to how much more I know about fucking military regimes in another period. And I can't even be like, ooh, I love this one thing. It's so good. I get it every time. I mean, really, the only things that I spend money on are fucking my label of beer, weed, and food that I don't cook. That's pretty much where the money goes when I'm wanting to spend a little juicy. Which fictional character do you think is overrated or would be the most boring to meet in real life? Oh, man. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Allie. That's a lot of great questions. What is the most, what's the most boring? I think Harry Potter would probably, like, if we're going with big, big ones, I already dunked on Lou Skywalker, I think Harry Potter would probably be pretty annoying. Like, the story, he's a perfect example of the hero's journey is interesting, the hero is not. Uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't read those books, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to get through five or six of them to find out that, like, well, actually, he was just magically destined to have all this because of the fucking bullshit on his head. I would have thrown the book across the room. I mean, Harry is not interesting enough for me to put up with this shit. I couldn't, I can't, I mean, there you go. There's my answer. I feel like a lot of you have come around. I've, if I said that answer 10 years ago, I would be getting so much hate mail. I have to say, thank you, J.K. Rollins, for your incredible bigotry and then also uh, your persistent ability to ruin stories by adding more and more details and characters to them. It's not an uncommon trait, but nobody does it quite as well as you, Joe. Though, thank you very much for me, from Ellie, from all the ladies in the night. 
Uh, I do appreciate it. Send those questions in. As you can tell, we seem to be getting further and further away from the moment that I'm recording these, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Uh, isn't that good news? Isn't that a good sign? Isn't everything? I mean, this is with me being stuck inside and shit, too. So just imagine, like, what's going to happen, you know, when Daddy gets to be free. Free! Won't you join me? Tell all your kinky friends, uh, tell all the rest. You heard, you heard at the beginning of this podcast that it was a big ol' thank you to the ladies of the night who are on the Patreon and keep it going. Why don't you join them? I know that you can't uh, afford those, those big buckaroos, but there is something on the Patreon for you each and every month. That's Patreon slash The Grey Knight, T-H-E-G-R-E-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T. Thank you again to those lovely ladies that make it all possible. Don't I sound good? Keep the love affair going. Keep on telling me that I do fantasies, requests, tips, all the rest. You know that that keeps the mojo on a rolling, even though I just said that I use it for unsavory purposes. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's not like you sitting in your car and listening to me and then masturbating later is, you know, the most wholesome thing when you think about it. Well, I see you next week. I sure hope to. See you then. Bye.